to your Catholic drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Praise be to God. I'm your host, Joe McClain, and you have survived it. You've made it. It's Friday. Congratulations. The weekend is upon us, and prayerfully, God, God willing, we'll have some decent weather and peace and be able to just relax a little bit, right? Take a little break from the craziness and the chaos and the difficulties of our time and our day and, and get refreshed. We'll be back at it on Monday, though. We have a great show lined up for you today, but I have to warn you ahead of time. This hour is going to be <laughs> a difficult hour. It's probably not going to be child-friendly conversation. It is going to be necessary conversation, uh, difficult but necessary, and I just want to give you a fair warning ahead of time. In the What's Concerning Us section, Susan Musket, president of Pro Family Woman, is going to be on our program. She's been on before in the past. Uh, She's trying to raise awareness and alarm to the Biden administration, who is opening the door to making experimental transgender therapy on children more widely available, even though the UK, Sweden, and other countries have all been begun backing off of this, the current administration is trying to make it more uh, accessible. That's the What's Concerning Us section, Susan Musket, President of Pro Family Women. In the guest segment, we are going to, there's a case in the state of Texas uh, that has been gaining notoriety and a national awareness. Jeff Younger um, has been fighting, he's divorced. And he's been fighting for his parental rights to save his son from being transitioned to a girl. He spent, I think it's almost a half a million dollars, maybe more at this point. And he is fighting a system that is stacked against him at this point. Jeff Younger is going to be our our guest today in this hour to conversate about what it's like to try to save your young son from being medically altered into a girl. Difficult conversation. <laughs> Definitely not child-friendly conversation today. So just be aware of that. But it is necessary conversation. In the studio today, though, it's like we have a, a, a growing audience here. Praise be to God. Janelle Lee is back. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Good to see you again. It's very good to You're see you. You're making a habit always. of getting up early. Oh, yes, yes. In- it's... It's a it's a struggle, but it's all it's a good struggle. Yeah, amen. Almost no one in your age group probably gets up this at this time. <laughs> so you're, you're already ahead of the the curve there. And then friend of the show, Jesus Robles, is in the studio this morning. Good morning to you, Jesus. Good morning, Joe. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. Okay, it's too Jesus. early for that. Okay, <laughs> I've only had twenty ounces of coffee. I don't. We shouldn't launch into that just yet. Oh, it's an honor. It's a joy to be yeah. here. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy. Now, for those that probably haven't joined us in the second hour during the uh, the after show where we typically interact with Jesus Robles, just so you know, Jesus is the benefactor, the sponsor, and uh, and has generously loaned us these beautiful statues that we have here in the Catholic Drive Time studio. So uh, the crucified Jesus behind me, the scourged Jesus behind Jesus, the uh, the St. Michael statue behind Adrian Fonseca, and you can't see because it's off camera, but we actually have... Uh, an ascension, a resurrection Jesus too, don't we? Yes, yes, it's right here. I'll, I'll put it up in the camera in a second. Yeah, praise be to God. So uh, he's 
So you, you where did where do you get all these statues? By the way, they they come from Mexico from a different artist. Uh, Mr. Soto is the one that created this one that I'm showing you right now, and then Mr. Centeno is the one that created the other ones that are made out of wood. They're carved, uh, so they are works of works of art. I love these pieces. I I find my Catholic faith uh, through through all these through the imagery, and I like to surround myself with with the saints and with with. Uh, Holy items. Amen. Praise be to God. Well, we're glad you have. We love having them in the studio. We think that they're powerful images to spark uh, that uh, deep piety and desire within within all of us. That's why we, we have them here. So we're very grateful to you. Uh, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a very uh, tricky first hour. Like I said, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, this effort to trans, uh, trans young children, prepubescent children, and the difficulties that we face as faithful to have to stand up against this, and the struggle is real. So that's this first hour. In the second hour, we like to do things a little bit lighter, a little bit more, uh, less intense, let's just say. Second hour is a little bit more fun. We, we still do breaking news and stories, and of course, saying the day, gospel of the day. And then in the second hour, we do a, a fear and trembling game show, praise be to God. And, uh, you know, so, t- hey, Seuss, you're here. We'd love to have you participate in the game show today. That'd be a lot of fun since you're here in the studio. Uh, and today's the day we give out prizes. So thank you, brightlyhued.com, for generously underwriting our fear and trembling game show today. So today we'll pull out a winner, but there will be three more chances to get in on that before that happens. All of that in the next hour, if you're at all able to join us, you can find the details on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Let's pray for whatever your intentions are. Of course, we're praying for our own intentions, our guests, and peace in the world and salvation of souls. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines. Nearly 20% of Seattle police officers quit in just the past 18 months. Here's another Oregon headline. Oregon now requires you to first present proof of COVID-19 vaccination before you can take off that mask in any business or any church in the state. And that might lead to the third headline out of Oregon today, that five rural Oregon counties have voted to leave the state and switch over to Idaho. A lot going on in Oregon to pray about. Breitbart reports after long night of Israeli attacks, Palestinian silent for eight hours. Palestinian terrorist rockets fire has fallen silent for eight hours, according to Israel's army radio, after a long night in which the Israeli defense forces pounded Hamas and Islamic Jihad positions in Gaza. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden continued to urge Israel towards a ceasefire as Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that Israel would continue Operation Guardians of the Wall as long as necessary to silence Palestinian rocket fire at Israel. Overnight, the IDF attacked Hamas air defenses and underground tunnels. Earlier in the evening, a Palestinian rocket misfired, and apparently up to 20% of the Hamas rockets fall within Gaza because of misfires, hurting their own citizens. 
A day broken as day broke in Israel, the rockets from Gaza had stopped for eight hours, the longest so far in the eleven day conflict. Although reports suggest that rockets are being fired once again at this moment. We'll be praying about that. Epic Times reports out of the Pentagon National Guard deployment at the U.S. Capitol is coming to an end. The U.S. Department of Defense confirmed Wednesday that the National Guard mission that was set up following the January 6th Capitol breach will be discontinued on Sunday, May 23rd. More than 5,000 National Guard troops were positioned around the U.S. Capitol following the January 6th incident, while fencing was also erected around the building. Both the fencing and military posture was criticized by Republicans, and several GOP governors ordered their troops to return home starting in late January. Catholic News Agency reports a new lawsuit alleges child sex abuse by former Newark Archbishop. A new lawsuit alleges that the late Archbishop of Newark groomed and molested a five-year-old girl during his tenure as Archbishop. The lawsuit, which was first reported on May 10th by NorthJersey.com, was filed by a woman identified as Clara Doe. Doe claimed that in 1976, she was molested numerous times in the bedroom of Archbishop Peter Leo Goretti in the church rectory. The lawsuit, which was filed in March in Essex County Superior Court, seeks $50 million in damages. A spokesperson for the Archdiocese of Newark told CNA on Wednesday, quote, The Archdiocese of Newark remains fully committed to transparency and to our long-standing programs to protect the faithful and will continue to work with victims, their legal representatives, and law enforcement authorities in an ongoing effort to resolve allegations and bring closure to victims, unquote. Goretti's successor in Newark was none other than the formerly Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, who was eventually laicized in 2019 after a Vatican administrative penal process found him guilty of solicitation in the sacrament of confession and sins against the Sixth Commandment with minors and with young adults with the aggravating factor of the abuse of power. And those are your headline news. The saint of the day is Blessed Franz Jägerstadter. He was born on the 20th of May, 1907, in Sankt Radgon, Austria. Born to Rosalia Huber and Franz Bachmir, servants to poor, or the servants were too poor to get married. His father died in World War I when the boy was less than 10 years old. His mother then married a local farmer, Henrik Jägerstadter, who adopted Franz. Franz had little formal education, but his adoptive father was very serious about the boy being able to read so that he could educate himself. At, age of, at the age of 20, he began three years of work in the iron ore industry. He led a rather wild and dissolute life in his early 20s, but by his late 20s, had settled down to life as a peasant farmer. He became very serious about his faith, married, and became the father of three daughters. He worked as sacristan for his parish, arranging funeral and prayer, and prayer services, attending mass daily, and developed a special ministry to the, to the bereaved. He became known as a vocal critic of the Nazis. He was the only one in his village to vote against Austrian unification with Germany in 1938. When greeted with Hell Hitler, would respond, Fui Hitler, and basically had no social life in the town because of his beliefs. When drafted into the army of the Third Reich, Franz could not reconcile such service with his faith. After a brief period served behind the lines, he refused to report for further service. He was arrested in prison in Linz, Austria, in Berlin, Germany, given a military trial, and finally executed. 
He spent time in prison praying and supporting other prisoners and writing a series of letters and essays. He died by beheading on the 9th of August, 1943 in Brandenburg and der Brandenburg, Germany. And he was beatified on October 26, 2007 by Pope Benedict XVI. Blessed Franz Jägerstatter, pray for us. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Well said, Adrian. I really didn't know that you were going to nail that Jägerstatter there very good, but you did. Praise God for it. The gospel today is John 21, verses 15 through 19. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you. When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, this is one of those awesome passages that you could spend an hour on and just dive deep in, you know, the, the coal fire representing that which, that coal fire in front of which St. Peter denied our Lord three times. And here three times he is having to, uh, to uh, respond to the Lord's, you know, call his questions about loving him. And of course, you could look at the Greek version of love being used in different ways in each, each of those three times. That's all powerful stuff. But I think Augustine says it best. Our Lord asked this knowing it. He knew that Peter not only loved him, but loved him more than all the rest. Peter denied because he feared to die. But when our Lord has risen from the dead, by his death destroyed death, what should he fear? It is after this that we see the true Peter come out. And so should you. We'll be right back with what's concerning us. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, 
craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul. Unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. It's good to be on with you. As I said at the beginning of our hour, this hour is going to be kind of a difficult hour. Uh, it's not really child-friendly conversation, but it is necessary conversation. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now, Jeff Younger is a man who's fighting to save his own son from being medically altered into a transgendered girl. He spent more than a, a half a million dollars in the effort to, to prevent this from happening, and he is up against it. And we're going to be having that conversation. Very difficult one, but necessary one coming up in about 20 minutes. Joining us right now via Zoom, uh, again, is Susan Muscat. She's the president of Pro-Family Women. And we're raising awareness about the Biden administration, who is seemingly making it more possible to transition prepubescent children rather than less possible. Uh, welcome back to the show, Susan Muscat. Thank you, Joe. Good morning. Yeah, praise be to God. It's good to have you back on the program. So tell us, what is going on here with the Biden administration? So the Biden administration's HHS announced last week that they are going to be reinterpreting the anti-discrimination provisions of the Affordable Care Act. That's the federal health care law. So that the word sex is not defined just to mean someone's biological sex, but that it would now include sexual orientation and gender identity. And so in their press release, they portrayed as if this is justified so that all Americans could have a broken bone fixed. But that is not really what this is about. This is starting down the path of mandating that hospitals like Catholic hospitals and doctors will be required to provide experimental gender transition therapies to minor children. Now, this seems rather alarming to Catholics, why would we be doing this? It's a, it seems like a, an attack against the dignity of the person created in the image and likeness of God. But just from a secular, even a sort of a common sense standpoint, in your article, you mentioned that there are states or countries rather in Western Europe that already recognize that this is probably not a good thing. Exactly. I mean, the Biden administration is moving in the opposite direction of what we are seeing others do in countries overseas. Just two months ago, a renowned hospital in Sweden, liberal Sweden, this mm. hospital's in Stockholm, said that it would no longer be providing puberty blockers or uh, sex hormones to young children because they said the possible uh, consequences, the side effects are such, and there was lack of evidence of the long-term benefits benefits of these treatments. So they therefore said, we are no longer providing these treatments to these children 16 and under. And here's the Biden administration moving in the exact opposite direction. 
And what this hospital did is huge, Joe, and I'll mm -hmm. tell you why. This hospital is going against what the transgender movement is asserting. They're asserting that it's perfectly healthy and normal to give puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to children, and that no one should even question this treatment. And here is this renowned hospital in Sweden saying, no, we are not going to be providing this to children under 16 anymore. Wow. Susan Musket is our guest president of Pro Family Woman. Uh, the website, what is your website, Susan? It's www.profamilywomen.org. And I welcome all of your listeners to please go to it, sign up for our email so you can stay abreast of this and other issues. Uh, Susan, I was wondering, what is this? Does this have anything to do with the fact that the Biden administration has put someone in the health department that her that himself is suffering from transgenderism? Well, you know, yeah, that person obviously was quoted in the press release. They obviously are supportive of this new direction. And I mean, again, it's very sad because this is all based on ideology. It's not based on science. Because again, if you look what others are doing overseas, the high court in the UK just came out last year saying they didn't even think children under 16 are capable of giving informed consent to these procedures because again, of the possible side effects. And they said that when these children get on puberty blockers, most of them go on to go on to cross-sex hormones and that cross-sex hormones may lead to a loss of fertility. And they said, we don't even think minor children are capable of giving informed consent to this kind of experimental therapy. You know, it is incredibly concerning I feel for these kids. It makes me want to go home and hug my children uh, just to protect them from the craziness that is, seems to be surrounding us in these de desperate times. Mm -hmm. what, what can we do about this? What, what, are the, what, what possible avenues do we have uh, to put an end to this, to slow this down, to reverse this process? Is that even possible at this point, Susan Musket? Yes. So I would urge your listeners, number one, stay very vigilant and stay abreast of what's happening in the states. There are a number of states that are taking, uh, passing laws to prevent doctors from providing this experimental treatment to minors. And so you want to be aware of it. If your state is doing it, you want to support their, your legislators. You know, I just read an article yesterday that said the Equality Act has not come to the floor of the Senate, and they attributed to the fact that the calls coming into the Senate are overwhelmingly against the, the bill. And that's due to your listeners calling the Senate and saying we are against this because of various reasons, including re religious liberties. So that's number one. Number two, you know, your listeners may become aware of other couples that they know whose children are getting confused about their identity. And you need to show support to those couples that you know. Because what happens is their first instinct is not to affirm the child. And then they talk to the so-called experts who tell them, oh, no, you need to affirm this child and start them on blah, 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 blah treatments. So you want to help those couples. You want to send them the information so they become educated on these side effects and the ramifications. And number three, of course, the most powerful thing we all can do is pray, pray for our country, pray for our children, pray for each other. Now, if I'm not mistaken, um, maybe you could uh, speak to this, too. If I'm not mistaken... Within the transgender community, uh, depression is and and addictions and suicide are disproportionately higher than in other segments of society. Have you seen this? 
Yeah, you know, there was a study that came out that said some 80% of the children who are experiencing gender dysphoria, you know, have other medical conditions such as anxiety and depression. So these children deserve our compassion. They deserve our empathy, but we cannot affirm them going down this path of these experimental treatments. How could it just boggles the mind, though? There's so many well-educated people in policymaking, in the medical sciences, both in psychological and and uh, and even in the surgery section. It just it boggles the mind that so many well, highly educated people could come to the conclusion that a prepubescent child could know one way or the other uh, whether or not they're supposed to be a different gender than the one God created them to be. Um, how do we explain this? How, how do we get to a society that seems to justify the mutilation of the human body in the way it does? Yeah, I mean, it is really sad. You think of, you know, children can't even get alcohol, right, till they're 21. And yet, you know, they're supposed to be capable of knowing that they want to go undergo these therapies that can lead to sterility for the rest of their lives. But, you know, I think, Joe, you know, as our country moves further and further away from the, the basic truth that God created us male and female in a complementary nature. Um, I think we're just going further and further down these paths. And then you have the media, the mainstream media that supports this. Um, and um, increasingly you have just um, people going down these paths and following the lead of the media. How, what kind of response do you find from within the Catholic base? It seems like there's a big split there as well. There's a lot of Catholics that would embrace things like transgender therapies and want to prevent uh, rehabilitation uh, for people who are struggling with dysphoria or with uh, same-sex attraction. Uh, in many states, we've seen Catholic, even Catholic governors block these types of therapies that would help these people. Uh, what kind of response have you seen from the lay faithful? I think those that are more well-informed, like that listen to shows like yours, um, know more of the ramifications of these treatments. You know, I think one of the fears that people think is that, um, you know, the child will commit suicide. But then the studies have shown there's a long-term study that showed that um, people who underwent uh, sexual transition surgery, that they had a completed suicide rate that was like 19 times higher than the general population. Wow. So, but you have to be educated on this information, okay? So that's why I think like shows like yours and those that actually are aware and get educated on this. But, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, you're not going to learn this information. Susan Musket is our guest. We have just about a couple of minutes left with her. She's the president of Pro Family Woman. And uh, their website, by the way, which we will link to, is profamilywoman.org, profamilywoman.org. Org. Susan, I, I, now I'm curious about the bishops and how they have, have you had any success reaching out to uh, the bishops in our country to try to gain their support and have the bishops spoken out against uh, this particular policy of the Biden administration? What are our bishops doing uh, to help us combat this grave injustice? Actually, I think the bishops uh, has have been doing a great job in terms of the general Equality Act, and within that is education on these issues. They had that webinar that multiple dioceses put together and that some 16,000 people are still watching on YouTube. I know my own diocesan paper just had a front page story all about the Equality Act and what's happening in our state of Virginia on these issues. Um, and then Archbishop Cordelion was just interviewed recently um, on this very issue about these 
experimental therapies. So I think they are doing a great job of trying to educate. Again, if the people are reading the materials, watching the webinars, listening to their bishops, I think. But then if they're just turning into the mainstream media, they're not going to hear this. Hey, Sus, you got a question? Yes, uh, for those that are Catholic and, and, and that we think uh, that we have no control over this, some of us say, I would never allow this to happen to my own child, but I would never stop anybody else from doing this. Do you think we are, uh, for, for people that are voting and putting these people in the office, do you think they're complicit in, in, in the act? you got about 60 seconds. Um, I think everyone, when you vote, that is one of the most important things you should do, can do. And you really need to know where your legislators and the candidates stand on these issues and all the issues, because that is one of the most important things you can do as an American citizen. All right. Susan Muskett's been our guest. Pro Family Woman is the organization. You can find them online at profamilywoman.org. If they have questions, can they contact you for guidance and assistance? Most certainly. You can email us and we'd be happy to help if we can. All right, profamilywoman.org is the website. God bless you, Susan. Thank you Thank for you your continued me, work. All right, we'll see you back you. on the next time. Uh, we'll have you back on soon. Uh, that is going to do it for the What's Concerning Us section. Uh, real quick before we go to our break, I wanted to mention that we sent out that that email yesterday about uh, Dr. Paul Kengor and his book, uh, Karl Marx and the Devil. It is such a good book. It was such a good conversation. So if you're on the email list, then you get first access to the entire hour-long conversation. Uh, but however, Monday, we, we are going to be playing a 20-minute segment of that conversation, so you'll be looking forward to at least a taste of it. But if you want the whole thing, you got to get on the email list, and you can do that on our website, grnonline.com. That's grnonline.com. Coming up after the break, we'll have another uh, headline news segment. Then, of course, we're going to be speaking with Jeff Younger, a man who's divorced and fighting to save his own son from being a transgendered. We'll be right back. It's difficult, but it's necessary. Come right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. G.K. Chesterton says, You are free in our time to say that God does not exist. You are free to say that he exists and is evil. You are free to say that he would like to exist if he could. You may talk of God as a metaphor or a mystification. You may water him down with gallons of long words or boil him to rags of metaphysics. And it is not merely that nobody punishes, but nobody protests. But if you speak of God as a fact, as a thing like a tiger, as a reason for changing one's conduct, then the modern world will stop you somehow if it can. We are long past talking about whether an unbeliever should be punished for being irreverent. It is now thought irreverent to be a believer. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Your host, Joe McLean. These are your headline news. 
Border Patrol agents arrest 32 Mexican nationals who crossed illegally into Arizona uh, dressed in camouflage. Another headline here, the NOAA predicts above-average hurricane season. That's going to be a lot of fun for those of us living in the Gulf Coast area. The Epic Times reports the number of states dropping the federal jobless boost raises up to 22 states now. This week, Indiana, Oklahoma, and Texas join 19 other Republican-led states moving to drop the $300 weekly federal jobless benefit boost in a bid to encourage the unemployed to get back to work amid sky-high levels of job openings and businesses hiring, or at least trying to hire, but are not finding the applicants. The move by the three states to opt out of the $300 top-up, which was part of the president's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, brings the number of states to do so at 22. The plan to end the $300 boost along with the other federal unemployment benefit programs should happen sometime this summer. The Hill is reporting that there is one dead and 11 hurt in a suspected human smuggling operation near San Diego. One person died and nearly a dozen others were taken into the hospital early Thursday morning after a suspected human smuggling attempt in the waters off of San Diego, according to local news reports. The local Fox station indicated that a rescue boat pulled around 18 people off of a vessel and out of surrounding waters around 5.30 in the morning local time. The incident in the second failed the incident is the second failed human smuggling report in the area in just the past 2 weeks. The other one reported 23 people were detained on board a small vessel by the US Coast Guard. The Epic Times reports more than 150 missing children have been found in North Carolina. Praise be to God. More than 150 missing children have been found in North Carolina, a few of whom were victims of human trafficking, according to the police. On Wednesday, uh, the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department announced that the the detectives and marshals had recovered more than 130 missing and runaway juveniles prior to an investigation called Operation Carolina Homecoming to recover missing and runaway children in the Charlotte area. The operation, which took place April 26th to May 7th, was able to find an additional 27 missing children. Praise be to God, and those are your headline news. Joining us right now uh, is, is going to be a difficult conversation, but one that is very necessary and uh, and very well part, paired with the conversation we just had with Susan Muscat. Jeff Younger joins us. His case is uh, gained national notoriety. Um, he's divorced. And he's been fighting to save his son from being uh, medically altered into a girl. Jeff, thank you for joining our program. Thanks for having me. Uh, very heart-wrenching story you have there, Jeff. In fact, when I first came across your story, all I really wanted to do was go home and hug my sons. And, yeah. you know, and protect them from, from the insanity. Uh, it's, it's a complicated story you, you got, Jeff. We don't have a tremendous amount of time here. So let's start with what was happening in your marriage just before divorce. Um, uh, you know, I, I had, uh, I, she, my ex-wife had children. Uh, well, she told me that they were by adoption. Um, I found out that one was by adoption and one was actually from a sperm donor after I was married to her. Um, that probably would have affected my decision to marry her, but I didn't find that out till after we were married. Um, and, you know, the normal thing started happening when they became teenagers. 
Um, and that, that conflict led to, um, I think, Miss Georgia List sort of taking it out on my son. Mm. And she started putting my son James into timeouts and saying things to him like, the monsters only eat boys. Wow. How old was and he when that like happened? Two years old. Wow. Two years old. And then um, she filed for a divorce right before my son's, uh, you know, turned three. And, um, you know, I, oppo- I don't believe in divorce. I oppose the divorce right from the beginning. I still oppose it. Um, and she, uh, she forced me out of the house using, she's a pediatrician. So she forced me out of the house because she got some psychologists to say things about her with her daughters and stuff that there was a lot of conflict. It'd be better if I left. And then as soon as I left, uh, right after my son's third birthday, she began to socially transition him. She started reading him transgender books, teaching him about uh, telling him that he had a girl's brain and a boy's body. She began to cross-dress him and to actively teach him that he was actually a girl. If you go onto YouTube, you can just search for a video, Mommy Says I'm a Girl, it went viral. Um, And that's me learning for the first time what she was doing to my son. In court testimony, she said that this all started when he chose a girl's toy for uh, for a Happy Meal. Wow. Wow. Uh, Mr. Younger, could you tell us about how uh, he got the name Luna, how his his mother started calling him Luna? Uh, I remember hearing the story and I was so shocked by what what happened here. And uh, it really opened my eyes to what's going on. Yeah, there's. um so initially, they wanted him to pick a girl's name, and they pushed him strongly to pick a girl's name. And he's a little kid. He's three years old. Mm. So he chose the name Starfire from a cartoon. <laughs> um, and they told him that that was inappropriate um, and pushed him to uh, choose the name Luna, which is the, the, uh, the title of a very prominent transgender book, which depicts sex acts uh, on kids. That's horrible. I mean, that's diabolical. It's diabolical. Diabolical is the right word. Yeah, for sure. This is a this is a satanic and demonic attack on our society. That's exactly right. Jeff Younger is our guest, uh, sharing with us this heart wrenching story and, and battle which is ongoing. Um, now, I think this exposes some of the difficulties that uh, society has to wrestle with in the wake of divorce. I myself come from a very broken home and have gone through this myself as a child growing up. So I understand what this is, but in, in the state of Texas, they've, they favor the, the mother, do they not? I mean, that's part of the issue oh, here. It's, it's, un, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we have, free, we have open trials in the United States. Most countries don't have open trials. Every citizen should go to family court and visit family court and watch the family court judges in action. Um, fathers, so there, there's a, there are federal laws. The one that, that's the most pernicious is a federal law called Title IV-D. Title IV-D gives matching funds for the collection of child support. It's 60 cents on every dollar. It's so much money, it, it, it's the entire budget for the Texas Attorney General's office. It's half a billion dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's a huge amount of money. But it's only the state only gets that money if somebody pays child support. So actually in Texas, it's statutorily required for the courts to assume that one parent should be thrown out of the lives of their children and have only 20% of the time with their kids. 
because that produces the maximum amount of child support and the maximum amount of remuneration to the state from the federal government. And the, the parent that is chosen to pay that child support 90, 90 plus percent of the time in Texas is the man. And if you, I, I'm Orthodox Christian, and the Orthodox Church has commissioned many studies about church attendance after uh, kids graduate college. And the literally the only thing that correlates with church long-term church attendance is whether the father went to church. If the mother goes to church, it has no no statistical effect. Um, it, it's only the father's church attendance which correlates with positive church attendance for children when they when they're later in life and whether they raise their children in the Catholic faith. So. Uh, fathers are very important, but there's a massive amount of money involved. This is more money that uh, exists in most defense programs. So it's a huge amount of money that's pushing fathers out. And frankly, when it comes to parental rights, fathers have virtually no rights in, in court. I mean, look at me. I've spent, I've spent uh, in just pure cash half a million dollars. Wow. In total economic costs, I've incurred about $1.2 million dollars. And that's just to prevent my son from being physically and chemically castrated by my ex-wife, much less being a part of my son's life. That's insane. Jeff Younger's our guest sharing his, his uh, st- ongoing struggle and, uh, and story about trying to prevent his, his little boy from being medically altered. Uh, it's a difficult thing, but just we have, we have, we're up against a break here in a moment. Um, I just want to highlight this real issue in states like Texas, but there are other states as well, that favors so dramatically towards the mother, it assumes that all dads are somehow bad. I mean, there are bad fathers. We all know this. Um, but there are probably a lot of dads who want to remain actively involved in the lives of their children, don't have any issues paying child support, would gladly uh, give to the support of their children, um, and yet the law seems to favor against them every time. No doubt about it. Um, and, you know, the studies are very clear on this, right? If you have less than 40% of, of time with your kids, um, your child is being raised in a single-parent home. The psychological effects are identical. Um, and it does bring up the problem with no-fault divorce. Yes, um, yes. I mean, you know, one parent can just unilaterally decide to just leave the family, and that's it. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, you know, she's she's raising my son in uh, some kind of new, like, liberal uh, Lutheran church where they they use, like, gender-neutral pronouns for for Jesus and all this other stuff. Hold that I mean, thought. she's effectively changed my child's religion and, and is teaching him heresy. Jeremy, I need you to hold that thought. I uh, hate to cut you off, but we are at a break, a hard break. So we're going to go to the short break. We're going to come back. Jeremy Youngers is our guest. We're going to continue our conversation and figure out where his son is at now, what is the circumstances, and what's the future. All that coming up after this very short break. Have a drive time headed your way. St. Benedict sees patience as a way we really participate in the sufferings of Christ. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Patience is an important virtue in the life of a Benedictine monk. In the rule of St. Benedict, he asks us to bear each other's infirmities. Not only infirmities that take the form of physical illness, which is easy to understand, but those infirmities that are psychological and spiritual, too. St. Benedict also asks us to put up with the weaknesses we all have. Whether it's my abbey or your family, 
There are many opportunities for patients when living with others in community. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. What a difference it would make if we bore the weaknesses of others with patience and saw them as invitations to immerse ourselves in the love with which Christ bore his sufferings. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Be to Jesus Christ in all things. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. We're talking with Jeff Younger, um, who is struggling to prevent his little boy from being medically altered from, uh, through his ex-wife. And before the break, we were kind of getting into the the terrible situation that has become um, family law especially in the state of Texas, but it's not just Texas. This is happening all over the country, really. It favors so much into, um, into moms, irregardless of the fathers. So I can understand bad dads that uh, aren't responsible, that have made terrible choices, been abusive. I can understand those circumstances, but it, to not be able to figure out who's really responsible, who's really wants to be involved in the lives of their kids and and doesn't have a problem paying child support versus the others, it seems so unbalanced. But that's kind of where we left it before the break. Um, Jeff, where, what's, this, what's the situation right now? Uh, you've spent, well, you um, said you spent a half well, a million dollars. So have you been able to successfully block this transition? Where are you yes. at now in your, in your circumstances? Yeah, I won my last trial. So uh, the court awarded me 50-50 conservator rights, which in Texas are uh, your parental rights. So she can't exercise medical decision-making without my consent, and that effectively allows me to block these procedures. Praise be to God. Um, however, she has now taken me back to court. Um, she's trying to strip me of my parental rights again. Um, my son is unusual because he only presents as a girl with his mother. Mm. With everyone else, me at church, everywhere, he presents as a boy. Okay. And I think the calculation that the transgender activists have made is that they, if they can get this boy, they can get any child because of that. He does not present consistently. So the court-appointed counselors decided uh, it's Dr. Fletcher uh, in Frisco, Texas, and Dr. Threets in Carrollton, Texas. They decided that they were only going to see my son James when he presents as a girl from his mother's house, but never see James when he presents as a boy from my home. Um, and I refused consent. For them to do that and on that basis they've gone to court to strip me of my parental rights i'm also speaking to you right now in violation of an illegal court gag order um, and i've been violating that order with impunity because it violates my civil and constitutional rights i'm not allowed to speak according to the court i can't speak on transgender issues lgbt issues anything related to the case i'm not even allowed to tell you whether my son is a boy or a girl according to the court wow um, I'm not following that order. I've been I've invited the court to uh, consider criminal contempt proceedings against against me. 
Um, I believe it's unconstitutional, and I want standing to go to the Texas Supreme Court to strike down these unconstitutional gag orders for all fathers in this state. Um, on July 2nd, I have a court hearing, and at that hearing, uh, they are asking to jail me for one year for violating the gag order, uh, 10 years probation, and a $50,000 fine. Um, we have a writ of habeas corpus ready to go. I'm going to court with a jail bag. Um, they're also seeking to strip me of my parental rights, which would give her sole medical decision-making authority uh, and allow her to chemically castrate my son on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. And by the way, when these, when these kids go on cross-sex hormones, which they do at 10 years old, my son is now nine. It permanently sterilizes the child. Oof. And they're doing that to 10-year-olds, hundreds of them in the state right now. Um, the other thing is I have two court orders that have already adjudicated that my son's name is James Damon Younger. He's named after the Saints Cosmos and Damianos. Uh, he is he is a male by sex and he's a boy by gender. I have two court orders to that effect. Yet I still cannot stop the Capel Independent School District from teaching my son that he's a girl. When I have brought him to school in boys clothes, the teacher gave him a dress. That's insane. He used female pronouns. He uses the female bathroom. And despite these court orders, the, the uh, Capella Independent School District's position is I have to take them to federal court to get them to stop teaching my son that he's a girl. That is horrific. And that actually kind of answers the question I wanted to ask, which was, uh, I was, I see that there is hundreds of cases just like yours all over the nation, but I don't hear anybody talking about it. You're the only voice that, that is outspoken, that is loud. Yes. Uh, and uh, and it, is this the reason why? Yes, it's because uh, family courts routinely put unconstitutional gag orders on fathers so they can't speak out about the injustices that are meted out to them. That's why you never hear about it. Um, and uh, I've just decided it, uh, that I'm following the Lord Jesus Christ. I am, I am, uh, uh, I think persecution by these sinners is a crown that I'll wear. Uh, and I am not going to obey unconstitutional orders, mandates, or laws that prevent the due exercise and prudent exercise of my civil constitutional rights. I'm simply not ever going to do it. It's never going to happen. But I'll tell you something even worse. Currently under Texas law, these barbaric medical procedures where they sterilize my, chemically sterilize my son, stunt his growth with puberty blockers, surgically remove his penis and testicles, are considered medical child support in the state of Texas. Mm. And if I fail to pay for these barbaric acts on my son, I will be committing a state jail felony and they will imprison me in the state. And I fully insane. expect to go to prison because I am never doing that to my son. Amen. Can you speak about the what you refer to as the Save James Laws, the HB 1399 and HB 68? Okay, so we had four bills. We had two in the in the Texas Senate and two uh, in the House. The ones you probably heard about are uh, uh, HB uh, 1399 and then uh, uh, HB 1646. Recently, we had a, the Senate bill was sent to the House, HB 1311, which is similar to HB uh, 1399. We wanted to take two approaches so they would go to different committees. One just says that these procedures are child abuse. And the other one simply outlaws the procedure and removes all liability protection from doctors so that they won't perform the procedures. <clears throat> all of these bills, all four of these bills uh, were sent to the House. Uh, one of them made it out through committee in the House. That was 1399. 
the House leadership, Dan Phelan, Representative Stephanie Click, and uh, Representative Dustin Burroughs killed this bill. Mm. They support uh, transgender child abuse surgeries on children, and they need to be removed from office, and no Christian should vote for them. You know, the governor of Tennessee just signed a bill in Tennessee to try to block these types of therapies for prepubescent children. Yes. It's, you would see, you would think that uh, the conservative state of Texas would have been leading that charge, but that's just not the case. What do you think your chances are uh, at this point, uh, either in the court or with these bills, Jeff Younger? The bills are dead. Uh, there's no chance of passing these bills at this point. Uh, they have successfully delayed them long enough that they are dead. Um, Governor Abbott, uh, Steve Munieri, his, his consultant, uh, Dan Phelan, who has a 100% approval rating from the largest LGBT organizations, is the Speaker of the House. Um, and these people successfully killed these bills. Um, and they did it. And we now have to exact political reprisals against them, and we have to focus on that right now. In court, I don't expect that the court will want to uh, uh, you know, bring a criminal contempt action against me because I'm pretty sure that they know that they will lose and it would limit the court's actions in future cases. Um, I suspect they'll come after me for something else. Uh, they've, um, they've alleged that I, that I've been in late on child support payments and I've looked at the records with the Texas Attorney General's office and there were four payments that came in after the first, but there have never been any arrears on child support. I've never been behind in the child support. Um, but technically, I guess the courts can put you in jail if you're even one minute late. Wow. That's the first. Um, so the court may choose to go that way. Um, I really, I really don't know what to expect. This is my first time before this judge. Um, I'm facing the, the most powerful family law firm in the state of Texas, Coons Fuller. Um, they're one of the largest uh, donors to judicial uh, political campaigns uh, in the state of Texas. And um, they manufacture wins in cases. Let me just put it like that. Um, and uh, they've gone all out on this case. And when I was at trial, my, my country lawyer showed up and there were seven lawyers on the other side when we <laughs> went to trial. So um, she's she's Miss Georgilis, pediatrician in Capel. My ex-wife is just pulling out all the stops to, to uh, take my children away from me. And the courts appear to be willing to indulge her. Wow, that's horrific. The... Have you, you said, okay, so you are Orthodox Christian and we're Catholics. Yes. Um, have you received any support from any of the patriarchs, any of the bishops or, or the like? No, my, my, uh, I went to St. John the Baptist Greek Orthodox Church in Euless, Texas, and they threw, they literally threw me out of the church. They hired a police officer to follow me around during liturgy, um, because they said I was too angry about what was happening to my son. Um, at no time did, did the church stand up for my son? The priest there, Father Vasile, allowed my son on church grounds in a dress in direct violation wow. of canon law. At the Greek festival at that church, he allowed my son to go on stage as a girl and dance as a girl. And when I pointed this out to him, he looked at me and said, what can I do? Um, so no, my church has not stood up for me. That's why I have such respect for my Roman Catholic brothers and sisters. Uh, and particularly Bishop Strickland over in Tyler, uh, has, has been really strong on these issues. Um, just as unfortunately it has, it has been the burden of my Roman Catholic brothers and sisters to bear the, the main burden of opposing abortion 
in the United States. Um, I'm afraid that it's gonna it's gonna fall to your shoulders to oppose the trans agenda too. But I want you to know that there are many Orthodox Christians like myself who love you, who pray for you, and every single day I pray for your patriarch, for your pope, and I pray that our two churches will join together in unity. And um, I want you to know that we respect the work you've done on abortion beyond belief, and that. We look forward to working with you to stop this travesty. Thank you, Jeff. We are out of time. How can people support you? Do you have a website or anything? I, I don't because I get slapped down by the courts all the time, but there's a group of volunteers on Facebook. Uh, if you search for St. James on Facebook, you can stay up to date with all the information there. Um, my, my two twin boys, uh, are, uh, their saint names are Cosmos and Damianos, Damon, you know, Damon hmm. James Damon Younger. And my, my son Jude is named for the prophet Daniel. If I you would just say prayers to their saints, absolutely. that would be the best thing. We are out of time, though. Jeff Younger, God bless you and God love you. Good we'll luck. be keeping you in our prayers. And uh, search for Save James on Facebook. Maybe you can support him in his cause. God bless you, Jeff. And uh, again, we'll be keeping you in our prayers. May God save Thank your you son. Good luck. All right, that is going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. If you can join us in the second hour, we're giving out the prize today on our trivia show. We'll see you then. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. My Protestant friends say the Catholic Church has added a lot of man-made traditions to the Word of God. Is that true? No, it's not true. Protestants go by the written Word of God alone or sacred scripture alone. Catholics go by the entire Word of God as it is found in sacred scripture and sacred tradition. All of the Word of God was originally passed down as oral tradition. Eventually, some of it was written down. This became sacred scripture or written tradition. However, Scripture itself tells us that not all the things that Jesus said and did were written down. That's where sacred tradition comes in. Paul says this about tradition. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by letter. Traditions taught by word of mouth and traditions taught by letter. Sacred Scripture and sacred tradition. In 1 Corinthians 11.2, Paul commends them for maintaining the traditions as he has delivered them sacred scripture and sacred tradition. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 And what you have heard from me before many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is an instance in scripture of Paul commanding the passing on of oral tradition. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 And we also thank God constantly for this that when you received the word of God which you heard from us you accepted it not as the word of men but as what it really is the word of God. They received as the word of God that which they heard, not simply that which they read in Scripture. In other words, the Bible clearly supports the Catholic Church's teaching that the word of God is contained in both sacred Scripture and sacred tradition. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It is great to be on with you, and praise be to God, you have survived it. It is Friday, the weekend is here, and uh, to God be the glory for it, right? We just wrapped up. It was a difficult conference. It was like a whole difficult hour, to be honest with you. We had Susan Muskin on from profamilywoman.org on to talk about the Biden administration's transgender uh, therapy uh, Policies for prepubescent children. Very difficult conversation. And then Jeff Younger came on to describe his ongoing, incredible, uh, you know, David versus Goliath story of trying to save his own son from those therapies. We'll be posting both of those conversations to our YouTube channel, Facebook channel, and elsewhere, Rumble, not to mention the podcast. I wonder, are you subscribed to our podcast? You know, a great way to get that podcast it's on our website, of course. It's also on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. It's on all those places. Subscribe and comment, or rather leave reviews, because that helps us with uh, with those outlets. But you can also just download the mobile app, the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app, and you can get the podcast of Catholic Drive Time right through the app. So check that out. Look for your iOS and Android stores. Look for Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, we have a crew in the studio today. Praise be to God. It's not just Adrian and I, uh, but Jesus Robles, friend of the channels here. Good morning to you, Jesus. Good morning. Good morning. I am so excited today. This is this is like my dream come true. I've got the <laughs> coffee cup of divine pro- Providence staring at me. I got yes. it right in front of me, and I can't wait to get started on that. Yeah. Today's the day, isn't it? Yes, it is. So. This is the day. Jesus is my friend. Well, Jesus hey, is my easy, friend. Easy, easy, easy. Okay. It's still <laughs> early. Let's not uh, let's, let's not hurt people this early in the morning. Uh, now, you're going to be participating, since you're in the studio with us today, you're going to be guest celebrity and, uh, participating in the game show. Yes. Uh, where you are get to answer the tough questions. How do you feel about that? I am so excited. I've got my sword. Sources here. I got my okay. my, my catechism mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. You read got, the Summa, got uh, his the Summa Theologia. Of, uh, you know, yeah, I, you I've just got, got your master's degree. That's right. I got the Nicomannican uh, Ethics right here. Book of, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of Aristotle. You know, Nico. I, yeah, I, I, that may be the uh, that may be the, uh, the 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 fake version. I think yeah. you bought the black market, the Nico yeah, version. Yeah, and I read three lines already, and I got a headache <laughs> out of this. So I, I'm going to put it to the side. So I'm so yeah. excited. I just Praise can't hide God. it. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, we're glad to have you in the studio, and we're you know for those that don't know, Jesus Robles, friend of the show. He's the guy who generously donates these beautiful, incredibly moving statues 
that we have in on the video. So if you're if you've never listened or watched us on video feed, you can go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt right now and see the live video feed. grnonline.com forward slash cdt. The crucified Christ behind me, the scourged Jesus behind Jesus, the uh, the Saint Michael statue behind Adrian, and of course you, off camera you can't see him, but there's an ascension Jesus that just showed up to the studio uh, most recently. So we have this incredible display of these, uh, this imagery that uh, evokes piety in us, and uh, they're very powerful, very powerful gripping images. So thank you, Jesus, for lending them to us. Amen, amen. It's, it's just a way to get closer to the faith and just to kind of see it and feel it and read it and everything. I'm just, you know, excited to even be in the studio just to be amen. around these statues here. Amen. I don't even need coffee now. You're in the room. I'm good. Honestly, I'm good. Honestly. Uh, Janelle Lee is here. She is. Uh, oh, she's standing by the phones to take your phone calls for the game show. Uh, so good morning to you, Janelle. It's good to have you back in the studio. Good morning. Praise be to God. Now, uh, so uh, you you got to play the game a few times. Any advice for Mr. Jesus as he gets to uh, play the game for the first time? Oh, any advice? Hmm. Well. Hmm. Be careful not to fall into heresy. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, that's gonna that's be tough. Excellent yeah. advice. Yeah, uh, maybe Adrian could write that down. It may be helpful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I, I have no idea what you mean. Speaking no of Adrian, you can you it, imagine the honor of standing next to Adrian, the producer, oh, the man okay. behind Let's the Let's get started power. then. If that's how this is gonna Amen. go, you Amen. know, Amen. let's just pray and get cracking. We got a big show to do. So this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna pray. We got breaking news and stories. Saint of the day, gospel of the day. We're going to. Do the Fear and Trembling Game Show. Today is the last chance to get in on the prize this week because we will pull a winner out of the coffee cup of Divine Providence today. And uh, we will send them the prize from BrightlyHued.com. Wonderful, generous sponsor this week, BrightlyHued.com. Ten pack of stickers. And they're they're not the inexpensive stickers, okay? They're not the gold stars. These are big, beautiful Catholic artwork that would be Proudly displayed on anything like a laptop or a, a, your coffee mug or the back of your phone, things like that, that'll plant seeds in the hearts of, of people that pass by. So thank you, brightlyhued.com, for your generous sponsorship. Let's pray and jump right in. Of course, the after show is the second half of the hour where we can get as silly as you wish. And uh, you can, Jesus, I suppose, sing the praises of Adrian all you like. But let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the headlines. The New Jersey bishops are reinstating the general obligation to attend Mass. Praise be to God. It's time to return to Holy Mass. In Galveston, Houston, they recently lifted the mask and social distancing requirements, allowing parishes to go back to 100%. That's also very good news. But according to the Catholic News Agency in Malta, the president there said, quote, I would rather resign than sign an abortion bill, unquote. 
The president of Malta said this week that he would rather resign than sign a bill decriminalizing abortion. George Vela, a medical doctor who has served as the country's president since 2019, made the comment to Net News on May 17th. He says, quote, I will never sign a bill that involves the authorization of murder, unquote, Vela said, according to the Times of Malta. The bill proposes the removal of three articles from Malta's criminal code under which anyone seeking or helping with an abortion can be sentenced to up to three years in prison, though prosecutions have been uncommon to this point. Asked if he thought there were cases in which abortion should be permissible, the 79-year-old president said, quote, You have either killed or not killed. There can be no half-death. I'm very clear. There are no ifs or buts, unquote. George Vela. The National Catholic Register is reporting that a Catholic convert, Gavin Ashton, has uh, brought about much fruit since his coming into the Catholic Church. Twelve months on, 24 converts later in London, he says, quote, I had not expected the great sense of peace and clarity of mind that has come with being a Catholic, he said to uh, speaking to the Register on May 11th. It was December the 22nd, 2019, when Ashton made headlines across the world. His reception into the Catholic Church was of interest to the secular media because at one time he had been the Anglican chaplain to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. He sees his conversion to Catholicism, however, as a part of a wider and continuing movement in the ecclesial body. He suggests that there is a, quote, seriously large group of people who know the game is up with Anglicanism, but are terrified of leaving it. They are beginning to share the perspective that began to clarify for him about 20 years ago that Anglicanism was a 400-year-old ecumenical experiment that had suddenly and terminally failed, unquote. At least 24 people he reckons over the past 12 months have become Catholics through his direct con conversation with them. That's good news. Praise be to God. Aid to the Church in Need is reporting a miracle in Indonesia as a sacristan prevents a suicide bomber from entering the cathedral there. On Palm Sunday, uh, April the 28th, 2021, Cosmos, uh, a sacristan at the Sacred Heart of Jesus Cathedral in Makassar, uh, prevented two suicide bombers, newlyweds, mind you, who were linked to the JAD network, which is affiliated with ISIS, from entering the cathedral's compound. The, assailant, the assailants blew themselves up, injuring 20 people. He says, quote, I sensed something was wrong. I saw two people, a man and a woman, who wore a veil, riding a motorbike back and forth in front of the cathedral. The woman was carrying a backpack. Then they quickly approached the cathedral. I stopped them when they tried to enter the cathedral's main gate. I stood before them only three feet away. Suddenly, there was an explosion. He goes on to say, I was then taken by police to the hospital, which is located close to the cathedral. After being cleaned up, doctors took an x-ray. Thanks be to God, there was no internal problem. There was only some internal swelling, which was not too serious. I believe this was a miracle. I could have been devastated because of the powerful explosion. I thank God for his grace. The incident, in fact, increased my faith in God, unquote. Praise be to God, and those are your headline news. The saint of the day is Blessed Franz Jägerstatter, born on the 20th of May, 1907, in Sankt Radgund, Austria. He was born to Rosalia Huber and Franz Bachmir, servants to, that were too poor to get married. 
His, his father died in World War I when the boy was less than 10 years old. His mother then married a local farmer, Henrik Jägerstadter, who adopted Franz. Franz had little formal education, formal education, but his adoptive father was serious about the boy being able to read so that he could educate himself. At the age of 20, he began three years of work in the iron ore industry. He led a ra rather wild and dissolute life in the early 20s, but by his late 20s, had settled down to life as a peasant farmer. He became very serious about his faith. He married and became the father of three daughters. He worked as sacristan for his parish, arranging funerals and prayer services, and he attended daily mass and developed a, spirit, a special ministry to the bereaved. He became known as a vocal critic of the Nazis. He was the only one in his village to vote against the Austrian unification with Germany in 1938. When greeted with Hell Hitler, he would respond, Fooey Hitler, and basically had no social life in the town because of his beliefs. When drafted into the army of the Third Reich, Franz uh, could not reconcile such service with his faith. After a brief period serving behind the lines, he refused to report for further service. He was arrested in prison in Linz, Austria, and Berlin, Germany, given a military trial, and finally executed. He spent time in prison praying, supporting other prisoners, and writing a series of letters and essays. He was beheaded on the 9th of August, 1943, in Brandenburg, Brandenburg, Germany. He was beatified on the 26th of October, 2007, by Pope Benedict XVI. Blessed Franz Jägerstadter, pray for us. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Today's gospel comes to us from John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. After Jesus had revealed himself to his disciples and eaten breakfast with them, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, Do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you. When you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love how uh, St. Augustine points out, yes, Peter, in fact, does love Jesus more. He did want to die with him, but he feared death. And now... He is, uh, he is being rectified. He is being reconciled with our Lord. And after the Pentecost, he will have such great courage that, in fact, he will die for the Lord in, uh, in the mid-60s. So it doesn't happen for several more years. But St. Chrysostom would say this, Our Lord remembers no more his sin in denying him or brings, this, brings that as a charge against him, but commits to him at once the superintendence over his brethren. This is a powerful a look at reconciliation, and that there, if the Lord would forgive Peter, 
Imagine what he'll do for you if we but bring ourselves to the foot of our Lord and beg his mercy. We should receive it. That is going to do it, I guess. I was going to pass it over, but we are out of time. We're going to go to break. We're going to come right back. And we're looking for our contestant for our game show at 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call right now. Get your chance to win. It's the last three chances. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call right now. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain! 877-757-9424. Phone lines are wide open. If you uh, wanted to play the game and you haven't been on before, you haven't played in a little while, well, now is your chance because uh, you can just be the caller and you'd be the contestant at 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. The last three opportunities to get in on the prize pack, which we will give out today is right now at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Praise be to God. Uh, this is how the game is played. This is Fear and Trembling. It's a Catholic trivia game show where we have a secret and hidden 
agenda. The way the game works is I have three questions in my hand, but I don't ask the caller the question. I ask the people in the studio the question. The caller doesn't even need to know the answers to win. That's how cool the game is. But uh, here's the agenda. So just just keep this between us, right? Okay, so don't tell anybody I said this. But we like to teach the faith. So you'll always learn something you probably did not know before. We like to have a laugh in the process, and our contestants tend to be a lot of fun and just good sports about it all. And then, of course, we give out prizes. And today's the day we give out prizes. So every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. And, of course, this week's prize is BrightlyHued.com. BrightlyHued.com generously has underwritten our prize this week, and they're giving out these a 10-pack of these these big, beautiful, um, highly valued stickers. They're beautiful Catholic artwork that you can place on all kinds of things. So these aren't inexpensive stickers. These are really nice high-end stickers, thanks to BrightlyHued.com. BrightlyHued.com. Thank you very much. All right. So that is the way it's going to work. Now, Jesus is in the studio today, friend of the show. And so we are going to leverage his brand new master's degree from the University <laughs> of St. St. Thomas. Yes. Uh, to to bring it to bear upon yes. the uh, the drive uh, the Fear and Trembling game show. Are you ready? I am on fire. I've got my Nico Manikian ethics book. Kazuntite. Uh, Kazuntite. <laughs> God bless you. I got my book. I got my uh, uh, my catechism, my dictionary, uh-huh, uh-huh. my thesaurus. Uh-huh. I am ready to go, Adrian. I know I admire Adrian a whole lot, but I think today, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get all these right answers. Well, the rumors yes, are that yes. Adrian pays you to say all nice things about him. So it'll, it's going to be a little awkward for the two of you to be facing off against each other. Today. I can neither <laughs> affirm nor deny that. Okay. okay. Well, let's go to the phones. Yes. Uh, several phone calls actually did come through. So praise be to God for everybody who tried to call in today. Thank you for that. Monday, new game, new prize, new opportunity. Please call back on Monday if you don't get on. But let's go to the phones now. Uh, Joan and Daniel, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to have you on the program. How are you? We're great. Now, uh, now today's a special day because Jesus Robles is in the studio, friend of the show. Woo-hoo. So uh, you might have heard us uh, laugh and joke with Jesus through commenting before. He's also been a guest on the show in the past. So it's like a celebrity participant. Uh, so, uh, Joan and Daniel, uh, how do you feel about that? Great. Okay. Praise be to God, Daniel. It's good to ha- hear your voice. It's good to have you back on the program. Are you ready to play? We are. All right. So you guys know. You're, you're veterans. You've played in the past. You know it can be tricky business, and these uh, these people could try to fool you. You have to listen carefully. Let's see how it goes. We will start with Mr. Jesus Robles. Are you ready? I am ready, Joe. Just give it to me right here. I'm ready for your question. Are you sure? Yeah, I am very sure. Definitely. Are you sure? Uh, most definitely. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. Jesus. Oh! <laughs> Are you, are you okay, buddy? I'm good. I, right. I got the coffee cup of the Divine Providence a- staring Adrian, at me. Adrian, take his coffee away. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, can you tell me? Uh-huh. To convert the sinner is one of which kind of works hmm. of mercy? Hmm, to to convert a sinner hmm. is one of which kind of works of mercy? I did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I, I studied St. Augustine. You got a master's degree? I got a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound a little complicated, but this okay. is how it is. I, I looked at this. Okay. It, insanis mundanis agere. Insanis mundanis agere. I don't know if I can say that. Well, yes. Did you just say... 
Insanis. Mundanus. Mundanus. Aguere. Aguere. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm writing that down. Uh, let's see what Adrian has to say. Adrian, can, can you tell me? Can, Adrian, please help me. Please. Adrian, can you help me? To convert the sinner is one kind of which, or rather, let me re say this again. To convert the sinner is one of which kind of works of mercy? Well, there's two kinds of works of mercy that I'm aware of, uh -huh. and that would be uh -huh. the corporal works of mercy mm -hmm. and the spiritual works of mercy. Oh, okay. This would fall mm. under the category of spiritual. Pretty straightforward. Mm. Let's just see here. Adrian uh, is on the hook for spiritual. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> and Jesus is on the hook for one more time. What did you say? It's insanis mundanus agere. Insane. What you? It's Latin. Yes. Okay. Insanis mundanus agere. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who's right? Come Who's on. wrong? Come on. Who's obvious? Woo! Joan and Daniel. Woo! What say you? Hundred percent, Adrian. <laughs> Survey says. Imagine, imagine if, imagine if, if, that, if uh, it actually was Jesus. <laughs> I'd be so confused. Insanus. I don't know what you were saying. Insanus. It was crazy. Okay. It's a, it's a Latin. It's insane, Latin. mundane. All right, and. You know, well, good job. You're in the coffee cup of divine providence. Mr. Jesus yeah. is going to put your name on a tag and put it in there yes. while I go Ooh. to Adrian for the next question. So, uh, Jesus, can you get him in the cup there? All right. Yes, so that's right. I got Adrian. Right Boom. Adrian. The, 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 all of a sudden, Adrian is the man of reason out of nowhere. Uh, huh. Adrian, can you tell man me? Man of and sorrow. What is servile work? Yes. So servile work, which is work you should not do on holy days and Sundays, is work that re requires labor of the body hmm. rather than mind. So that means you can do your homework, but you can't go mow the yard. Can't go mow hmm. the yard. Hmm. Okay. So the work of the body is servile work, but not of the mind. Let's just see what Mr. Jesus Robles says over here. Jesus, can you tell me? What is servile work? You know, when you go to university and you start learning about how to use resources, Joe, you got to use your books. You got to use the root words. Servile work. Servile. Sir, right? The original. Origin. And foul, which is, uh, you know, a, a vile. Vile is, is, is foul. So it's smelly work. It really is. Smelly work. And I'm looking at it right here. It's on this thesaurus. Okay. It's, okay. it's mm -hmm. you know... I can see where this is going. Research. Today. This is where research happens. Yeah. They teach you how to do research. All right. Okay. Survival. Okay. So uh, smelly work. Hey. <laughs> I mean, really. It's oh, okay. I got it. I got. Uh, I'm running out of time here. So Jesus, master's degree, Robles says smelly work, and Adrian, double major, Fonseca says uh, work that is uh, requires labor of the body rather than the mind. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Joan and Daniel, what say you? Adrian. Adrian. Survey says two for two. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Congrats, work, Daniel. Not, not horrible, Daniel. I'm proud of you. You are not falling for any of this no. shenanigans. Congratulations. <laughs> you <laughs> you are in the coffee cup of divine providence. But uh, that mm. clock is ticking on us. So let's go to the third question here. Jesus, we'll start with you again this time. I'm a little nervous uh, to be honest with you, but here it goes. Jesus, can you tell me? What was Moses's sister's name? You know, I've, I'm dropping all these papers, these resources that I've got. These books are not wor are worthless at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with whatever I learned. Moses's sister's name, yeah, please. I, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, well, I think it's Miriam. 
I think it's Miriam. 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 That's your answer. That's that's my not, answer. Not Miriam. Not Sanano oh, Smelly, whatever. No, I've thrown those books out already. So I'm it's, done. it's Miriam. Miriam. Okay. Just, let's see what goes simple. Let's see what Adrian has to say here. Adrian, can you tell me what was Moses's sister's name? Uh, Moses's sister. That would be. Uh, let me think. I was reading this book the other day, and it and it was telling me that it was Moroni. Moroni. Hmm. Moroni. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I'm skeptical I think that's about the books now. I'm scared. I, of, all right. I was, I was reading some books. Guys, we're running out of time. We still got to pull a winner. So Adrian is on the hook for Moroni. And uh, Jesus is on the hook for Mer- Miriam. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Jesus or Adrian? Joan and Daniel, what say you? Jesus. Jesus. Survey says... Well three done. Three. There we yes, go. Three. Well three. done. Well done. Duh. 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 All right. Uh, we are going to run out of time very quickly now. I go. need you to mix it up, Mr. Jesus Robles. Mixing it up right Joan here. and Daniel, if it's God's will, you'll win. Oh, if yeah. not, thanks for here playing with us anyway. But uh, pull a name out of that oh, coffee cup goodness. of divine providence so for us. I'm excited. I'm jittery right here. Do you have a name? I have a name. And yes, the winner is. And the winner. I'm trying to open this thing. The winner is Michael. Oh, congratulations, Michael. Michael. But Joan and Daniel, I'm so sorry. It wasn't God's will that you should win today. But you work great sports, and God love you for and it. And we love it. You guys keep, keep doing the great work of God. Praise be to God. God bless you, Joan and Daniel. Thank you, and have a great day. And that is going to do it. Michael, congratulations to you for winning the game. We'll be putting you in touch with BrightlyHued.com to get your prize this week. We're very grateful to both of you for uh, participating in our game. And uh, what a fun game it was. Thank you, Jesus Robles, for uh, for participating. And for uh, Janelle for answering the phones. And Adrian for being the voice of reason and, uh, and prudence today. Uh, that's going to do it for the week. Praise be to God. Monday, we're going to play that clip of Dr. Paul Kengore. If you're on the email list, you got the full hour. Monday will play 20 minutes. But coming up here in a few minutes is the after show where you drive the conversation. You can be a part of it. grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Welcome to the after show, uh, where we get a little bit more wow. casual in our conversation here on the uh, on the show. This was we, intense. We let our hair down, and uh, some of us have more hair than others. But today, <laughs> I mean, well, Janelle has a lot more hair than the rest of us. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to say, I don't know. I, th- I may have you all beat. I'm trying to look around the uh, the globe of I, divine I awesomeness be, that blocks my view of Jesus. <laughs> So, man, this was intense. This this game, yeah. I, it was fun, wasn't it? Wow! I just throughout the whole program, I was just looking at the divine providence cup right here. I mean, it's <laughs> it's awesome. I, I love it. This little cup can bring so much joy to me. I think I'm going to take one of these cups now. Were you okay? Let's be honest, okay, uh-huh. Jesus. Yes. Let's be honest with me. Yes. 
Were you throwing the game because you were afraid to uh, upset your your chief uh, sugar daddy? Whoa, a- whoa, Adrian whoa, Fonseca? You know, I don't know. I don't want to say uh, you use words like that. <laughs> your primary source of income <laughs> over there? Well, I, mean, I really tried. I had all these books here with me, but I don't think mm, I was looking at the mm-hmm, right pages. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at random <laughs> yeah, pages. You, usually, uh, Aristotle doesn't have too much on uh, the New Testament and the teachings of the church. That's right. Considering he died before Jesus was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I discovered this was a sad, sad book to use What's as up a with that? <laughs> Mr. Masters? What are they teaching schools today? Good I, grief. I don't know. It just, it, I guess you look smart if you just carry a book, right? That's yeah. why I just carry I, books around. I, never I just wear them. glasses, right, Janelle? <laughs> I mean, just wearing glasses is cheaper oh, than yes. a degree. Yes. And uh, you just automatically look more intelligent than everybody else. That's very true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, my eyes are just fine. I just like glasses to look smart. That's all. Servo work actually oh, comes from uh, the idea that you're not supposed to do work that is um, that is from that a servant does. So servo comes from servant. Yeah, yeah that's so. right. That's right. But, but you know, praise Don, be to God. Don I, said, "Adrian, reading the Book of Mormon." Actually, I was reading the Book of Mormon because my um, <laughs> my I was uh, re- a couple Mormons reached out to me and were like, "Hey." Uh, after my grandma died about a year ago, they reached out to me. were like, oh, I heard your grandma died. And they were using that as a tool of evangelization to try to convert me. And oh, I was wow. like, and I'm like, I am very intrigued right now. And so I went to the Mormon church uh, to go talk to these guys. And I spent, uh, they invited me over to give a brief summary of, you know, the gospel message. And I was not interested. And instead, I was like, uh, can I just ask y'all questions? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So we sat there for, we ended up being there for over two hours. Yeah. And I was asking them questions like, who is God? And uh, what is God? And uh, who is Jesus? And how, what is, how can he be God? And, and then all these different questions. And they were like, not able to answer anything. And they were like, you know, at the end, they were like, I'm just going to give you the Book of Mormon. And I want you to pray and ask Heavenly Father. If, uh, and there'll be a burning in your bosom. Yep, that's and, what they told me. And, the, yep, and that's what they yeah, say. That's, that's, that's what they, they say. Me. And it's like, it's crazy. Yep, that it's sounds crazy. painful. I had an outreach there's like a, that, There's Joe. an ointment for that, I'm it pretty sure. It sounds like heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Pepto, man. I would, do, I would go with Pepto for that. Pepto I, I had something like that, Joe. They were doing an outreach through Facebook, and they believed. They asked me if I believed in Jesus, so then I took a picture with the Scourge Christ. And I said, yep, this is yes. know, love. Yes or yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes. And so they stopped you know, messaging me. You know, we built a chapel in our home, and it's right by the front door. So anybody comes in, it's this a ginormous image of the crucified Lord. It's flanked by this, the, the icons of saints with a little family home altar underneath with more statuary. It's like, <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Come on in. Let's have a conversation. Let's yep. find out. Got uh, they said, let's pray together. So I bring out my rosary and I said, well, let's, 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 let's pray in the name of the Father, <laughs> the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just found out there's a Jehovah Witness uh, Center. I don't know what they call their places. I guess church. And uh, I've been so tempted. No, I, I think there's a difference. I think they, oh, the Mormons temple. are temples. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I've been dying to go mm-hmm. visit their the Jehovah Witness place because it, it looks like Kingdom it's like Hall. a building. That's Kingdom what it's Hall. called. Okay, Kingdom Hall. There you go. Yeah. And so I've been dying to go visit and just go talk to those guys because I just, I just got, I, my plan is to go over there and knock on their door and be like, 
So I've been talking to the Mormons, and I was wondering, aren't you all the same thing? And, uh, and, wow. pr- and proceed from there. <laughs> oh. Shots fired! Oh. And proceed wow. from there. <laughs> Ouch, man. Oh, your uh, buddy Kane said, uh, by the way, uh, smoke a pipe, you'll never lose an argument. If you wear glasses Mormons, and yeah. smoke a pipe, does that make you extra you know, uh, smart and intelligent? Uh, nobody ever questions your degree. If I bet, if you wore a pipe and, and or wore glasses and smoked a pipe and a smoking jacket, could you imagine? Oof, that's a whole nother level. What's a smoking jacket? Christopher Chan says, "Please don't <laughs> refer to Adrian as Chief Sugar Daddy. I don't, I don't need that image in my head." Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's hilarious! Thank you. Thank I you. am what they call uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Susan, uh, good morning to you. Uh, hanging out on the Facebook side, Mike K. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Jay Kumar is Jay Kumar a brand new commenter. Hmm. Jay Kumar, where do you see him? Fa- on YouTube side, Angelo. YouTube side. Good Good morning to you. Uh, and of course, uh, Sienna was on. Uh, praise be to God. Sienna, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. I know you're missing Emily. I'm sorry. God's will be done. Mike K., of course, has got a bunch of comments here. And then uh, Susanna Ortiz was on. And Becky Dominguez. Were both of those first time commenters? Wow. Becky is not a first time commenter. Jay, I think, is. I think I just found What about him, Susanna Ortiz? Susanna is not. Not a, not a new commentary. Okay, so returning. So we all know what that means. The horns oh, of the apocalypse. Wow. Welcome back. Thank you for commenting again. We're very grateful. That is the... very sinister right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, it's welcoming. What are you talking weird, about? It's, weird way. It's, it's, do you it's, welcome people into it's your home that way? It's a way to welcome. <laughs> I should. Welcome back. Would you, could you imagine next time Jehovah's Witness knocks on the door, they, they're greeted with, Oh, welcome. To the horns of the apocalypse. Yeah. I could see smoke coming out. That'd be horrible. It's like you're greeting me with a knife at the door. Like, just come. You know? That would be so funny, actually. I should have more charity. I know. Trust me. I I get it. But uh, imagine Joe with a knife. It would still be just funny. It would be hilarious. Uh, let's see. Monica, good morning to you. Good morning, Monica. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Buenos dias, my friend, she says. Valerie and Elijah are on. Buenos dias, señorita. Uh, Erica Rodriguez. Erica. Dude, what did I just say? I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was Forgive weird. me. Mia Copa, Mia Copa. I, I've only had 20 ounces of coffee and I'm, I'm bone dry. Uh, my Eric Rodriguez, good morning to you. Praise be to God. He's waiting for his cup. It's coming. I actually have it. I finally got them all signed, so now I can mail a few out Tammy's here. a new commenter. Tammy, first Praise time commenting. God. I listen every morning in my way to work. Off today for a convention. Love, CDT. Horns, please. Whoa! Oh, the horns of the apocalypse. Mm, oh, Tammy, Tammy! Why did I you can't. say that? Tammy! Why? I think we need, we need to block Tammy. Tammy I, for I, the I'm win! About, I think I'm going to mute her what comment. You, yeah, mute, mute the oh, comment. What? Come on, man! Come on, the Tammy man. for the win! Good job, Tammy. Yes. Jesus is my friend. Oh, oh, Jesus oh, is my friend. Oh, oh, Jesus oh, is my friend. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I meant to delete that button. I thought I deleted that button. I love it, yeah. <laughs> Pocahontas. Good morning to you. So good. I like it. Uh, uh, good morning, Pocahontas. Good to have you here. Lori said, no more horns. Please. Come on, man. <laughs> Joaquin, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Of course, Christopher Chance and Don, good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Praise be to God. Patty was on, I think, earlier. Uh, we're very grateful to have you here hanging out with us. 
Uh, let's see who else. I'm, I'm scrolling back. Gloria, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out. Joe, I, I was so Facebook impressed side. when when what, right here my uh, my 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 friend Adrian was reading that those, those what is it a German name? Oh yes, Austrian. Austrian. Now you're, okay, this brilliant. is brilliant. Okay, are you going to begin this whole? Especially since Joe singing went, his praises I, again. I just I just know this to be true. I can just read Joe's mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. He's going out mm-hmm. of his way mm-hmm. to find the most difficult to pronounce saints. The whole week, yeah. I'm like, how did you come up with like, come on, man? Polish saints, German saints, all with foreign names. I was fascinated. I, I was blown away. Really, I I had to sit down when I was reading this, listening to you. Do you two need a moment? I mean, is this going to happen for the rest of the show? I'm just curious. I think it should. <laughs> Josh, no. Good morning to you. Poor Janelle, she's just like, oh, why, why do I get up? She's like, there's too much energy. Why do I get up? I, early? I don't know what's going on. I love it. Will you be coming back, Jesus? Uh, if they open the door, I guess. If Joe opens <laughs> the door for me, yeah. Sonia Morales, are you a brand new commenter? Wow, Praise Sonia. Be on the Facebook side, over Sonia on uh, the GRN wins. Facebook side. Valerie and Elijah, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out, by the way. Praise be to God. Valerie's got that. She's kicking that top fan badge from Facebook. Melanie said, "I want whatever G. Jesus is drinking. I know energy. The guy, no, the, it, no caffeine for you, Jesus. I would. It would be detrimental it's to not you. Caffeine, I think caffeine. It's Jesus juice. It's, it's yes. Jesus. Yes, <laughs> that song. Jesus is my friend. The coffee cup of divine providence sitting in front of me. I, I just, I have, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And speaking of buddy, of which, good morning. Tammy Moose. said, shared Jesus is my friend. Video. Oh, no. My sister in law said." It's the Osmonds meet the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> I have no idea who either of those people well, come are. Come on! Do you, what? Come on, man. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> How many times do I need to mention I'm uh, 23? Uh, I think Bill Board born is, in 98. Okay, raise yeah. your hand if you, know, if you know the Osmonds or the Oak Ridge Boys. Raise your hand. I want to see it. Let's no. see. Uh, Sonia mm-hmm. is a brand new commenter. Woohoo! That's too old. Too. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We're very grateful to our first-time commenters. We love it when people comment for the first time. Uh, Praise God for that. Thank you. And thank you for listening to More Jesus, Lori Lori Powell says. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. Melanie! Come on. Let's jump like this. Come on. Come on. Easy. Now, okay. Do we ha- should we have a Greedo off? Do you know? What do you think? Oh, heck no. Should we have a Greedo com- competition? We had one. Oh, was no. it two weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, oh, it was for uh, Cinco de Mayo, I think it was. And, si, senor. And the... the Jesus did one over the phone. Yes. And Adrian did one in, I think, I don't know what, in the audience, would you like a little Greedo competition between Adrian and Jesus? Raise your hand. Mike said, I'm stabbing my eardrum out. Make it stop. (laughs) Make it stop. Yeah, um, I, I think I can I can uh, offer a good uh, grito here. Uh, Alaric, good okay. morning, Alaric. Good morning to you, Christopher Velasquez. Thanks for joining Let's us. Make sure we turn down our mic. So, for those yeah. that don't know, uh, let's. So maybe there's some new people hanging out. They're like, "What in the world is this shenanigans going on here?" So the grito uh, apparently is nobody seems to know its origins. I've asked. I tried to do my due diligence and ask everyone. And nobody seems to know why they do this. They just do, which is awkward. It's a sentiment. It's a sentiment. It's a feeling. It's something that comes when from. When did it start? Who was the first person who did the grito? Bueno, it, it, it started when the mariachi uh, sounds the horns. You know the. 
Da, 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 da. When you got Vicente Fernandez doing his thing, right? Or maybe if if you like uh, Tejano music, Stampede. Quiero volver, quiero volver, quiero volverte a ver. You know, oh, man. So, <laughs> so I mean, once once you hear that, it's like it it moves something inside. It uh-huh. it makes your your the skin burning in the bosom. It's yes. a burning in the bosom. <laughs> the burning in the bosom. Oh, which goodness. I thought we agreed the Pepto oh, helps no. with that. Like, just to get the pink stuff. It'll take care of it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Y volver, volver, volver. All right. Okay. So we're going to have a, mm-hmm. we're going to let the audience decide. Okay. By vote on comment. You got to comment. Who do you, whose grito do you like more? Jesus Robles or Adrian Fonseca? Who would like to go first? Jesus. Okay, here we go. El yeah. Nino Grito, Eric Rodriguez yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My ears are ready. There you go. See? I like how you have to stand back 10 feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the mic, you don't, want, you don't want to blow up the mic. You, you got to... Right. It's, All right. It's Mike. It's Mike. Uh, All right. Discipline. So age, that was Jesus Robles. Very good greeto, by the way. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, but let's uh, yeah. see what Adrian Joe Fonseca, connoisseur of greetos. I, I, I think Adrian's going to do the Tejano grito. Let's so there's hear a Mexican. There, there's it. a grito Mexicano and a grito Tejano. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well done. Well done, Adrian mm. Fonseca. I wonder if there's somebody on the phone that can do it better. <sighs> <laughs> Let's just see. Okay, by show of hands, Jesus or Adrian, what did you think? I, I mean, we should probably have done like a play-by-play there while they a were play doing by that. play <laughs> Like a color commentary, you know. So, es que Jesus or Adrian, you let us know in the comments. Jesus for American Idol. Hmm. Mm. Agreed. Hmm. We need we need more. Uh, Janelle, what did you think? What were your what's your seniors. what was your opinion of their gritos? I'm speechless. Speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. Controlling words, controlling Ooh. minds. Out for pre-sale right now. Christopher Chan says I'm losing it. That's true. Praise be to God. Joaquin is up for Jesus. Melanie says Jesus. Uh, lose. Jesus wins all the time. Lose. Who are you up for? Yes, Greedo <laughs> competition. will lose. It's time to vote. Everyone said Jesus. Buddy Kane Buddy is on for Jesus. Jesus. Don said me. Don. There we go. We got one for me. Don's yeah. coming in for Adrian. So, uh, Christopher Chance is playing it both ways. You're like a politician, Chris. <laughs> you got to choose. Is it like them both? But Jesus did it better. Woo! Yeah. But Jesus did it better. Jesus Mike said, take the both great Jesus for the win. Jesus take the greedo. Jesus take the greedo. It's a, it, it's oh a, feel, it's a feeling, Joe, that comes from the inside. What, Lori, what is a Cajun yell? I have, I have no, idea. no idea what a Cajun yell is. I'm not Cajun. Like, other than mm. uh, more boudin, please. Bring the boudin. <laughs> Miche, that's some good boudin right there. Woo! Sacre, my pants got the hole. Let's sit down on the red hot coal. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Hey, <laughs> uh, Jesus I, I, for I, the I, win. I think I think pretty much everybody's on board, except for Don. <laughs> it's on board for Jesus and the Greedo. Well done. Let's give a round of applause for hey, Jesus. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Uh, but, gracias. I got to tell you, I think uh, Adrian doesn't do a bad job either. No, Adriana Alejandra. Is Alejandra Fernandez a brand new commenter? Hey, Sus for American talent. Mm. What do you say, Adrian? Um, On YouTube side. On YouTube side. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Alejandra, are you a brand new commenter or have you been on before? Where's the tequila bottle? It's it's early, Eric. Just in case. It's not even nine o'clock yet in the morning. Valerie Valerie said Adrian. Thanks, Valerie. Valerie. Um, Have y'all ever heard the. (laughs) Poor Janelle. um, Yeah. Nobody nobody feels sorry for me, though. I wonder why. 
Well, Chris did point out that you were uh, you were like losing it. So, <laughs> chop chop liver, like, chop livers, right? All right, uh, that you know that came from because every time we would have a guest on, they'd be like, "Oh, hi, Joe, Emily, hi, how are you doing?" And then when they're leaving, "Okay, bye, Joe and Emily," and I'm like, "What, what, what am chop I? Liver? Chop liver?" Chop liver. <laughs> Poor Jesus. Christopher the Poor a- Grito critic says that Jesus's Grito for Adrian is the equivalent of the seraphim Sanctus to the Godhead. What? Whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. That's beautiful, actually. Wow. The seraphims. Oh, my goodness. Who said that? Oh, Chris it's Chris. Chance. I got to play you all that. Oh, my goodness. It's so beautiful. It is like um, it, it's a polyphonic chant, and it's just like, oh, it's so stunning. But. Before I play that, I want to play. Uh, have y'all heard the Las Mañanitas? I know Jesus has, Estas obviously. Son las mañanitas que it's so beautiful. Why don't we have this in English? This needs to be like. like we have. There you go. Here, we, here they go. Exactly. It's like someone stepped on someone's foot. Oh my gosh. Las mañanitas. <laughs> You know, you know he's got a song for the Cristeros? Really? Yeah, an actual song for the... If you put Cristeros, Vicente Fernandez, Cristeros, there's an actual song for Cristeros. I had no idea. Yes, he, he talks about, uh, you know, this, this, apunten, fuego, and they, uh, viva Cristo Rey, at the end. I had so, no idea. So what is this? You said you wish it was in English, but what is the song about? So the song... Is essentially mm-hmm. the saying, uh, King David, uh, this is uh, this is your your uh, God's day, this is your birthday, mm-hmm. um, and well, because usually you would be named after a saint. This, this is the the you know, the serenade <laughs> that King David would sing to you on this your day. We're gonna sing it to you. Wake up, my beloved. Wake up. It's time to get oh, up. Dear. It's almost as poetic in English. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I, I'm sure we could like we could workshop it and make it a more beautiful song in English. Because what is it like? How on earth does like in Mexico we have that, and then in America we get Happy Birthday to you, Happy Birthday to you. It's like where did we, how what's we have no what culture. is this? Wow. Janelle, True. I guess what's next is you have to uh, sing in, in Vietnamese. A Vietnamese song? Oh, no. My Vietnamese is terrible. Oh, uh, But man. my mom did make fun of me for, um, I don't know, I sang like some tune and she thought I was singing this thing called Gai Lung. Uh-huh. It's like this um, uh, style of singing in Vietnamese where mm. like it's a lot of like throat singing and a lot, it's very, involves a lot of diaphragm and it's really hard. <laughs> Only a couple of people can pull it off. I don't, I certainly do not think I can pull it off. Well, I'll tell you, I'll make a deal. You sing in Vietnamese and I'll sing in English. Uh, <laughs> we really don't want, yeah. really. <laughs> That's going to hit the ratings, I'm, I'm told That's going to hit the ratings. Uh, Janelle can actually sing very well. I've heard her uh, sing what, before. What are, you, but, what are you trying to say? I, I. I, I'm sorry, Janelle. I, I sing very if, well. If, if what's going to well. result from you singing is Joe singing, <laughs> then well, just please, please. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. So there's a lot Wait, of shenanigans. It's time. Friday. Don Pat. Don says it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Praise be to God. See, it's five Jalisco, o'clock somewhere. Michoacan, right there. Gloria says Jesus should stick to the Espanol. Ah, Ouch. Sí, gracias. Ouch. <sighs> Well, uh, it's a fitting way to uh, to wrap up. We had a pretty intense conversation in that first hour. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's... Need a balance. I, I got to be honest, I was gut-wrenched coming into the show today because of how difficult that conversation really was going to be. So, I was happy to uh, unwind a bit in the second second hour. Uh-oh, our uh, 
Facebook crashed, it seems. Oh, Uh-oh. my goodness. I don't know what's going on there. Come on, Gee, man. Wow. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, give me a second. I, I think it was a threat that you were going to start singing, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have sung on the program before. And, oh, man. Uh, frankly, uh, I, I've, got a, I've got what they call a singer's voice. Oh. Yeah. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I mean, uh, I'm very talented, actually. Very, very talented. Uh, Sure, man. I can demonstrate for you if you. No, I won't. I tell you what, we'll pass this time. Just this time. We'll pass. Let's see. We have a few minutes left. The first hour was heartbreaking, Mike. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Yep. It is a very difficult thing to sit and listen to somebody tell a story that potentially means no, no matter what they do, how much effort they put in, they could still lose their poor little son. To this ideology, it is really crazy. Luz says Facebook stopped working. Yep, working so, on it. Get it together, Adrian. Josh Patterson says. Um, well, not really anything I can do about that. Yeah. It's uh, the OBS just crashed. So um, are we dead on on YouTube? Yeah, we're dead. Yeah, everywhere. we're dead everywhere. Uh-oh. Darn. Well, that's the show. That's the show. God bless you. Wow. <laughs> we have you on the show every day. Oh. So that's twice this week OBS has crashed? Yeah. Are we rebooting before the show? Of course. Michael, thank I think you. think everything's Why stopped. do you think OBS weekend, has crashed? Everyone. No idea. Um, Is there an update available? No. It could probably it, that's very no OBS. OBS wouldn't recognize the song. Okay, we're talking over it, right? You, yeah, you can comment over a song. It's fine. You can't play a song for according to the copyright. Uh, you can't play a song for for stylistic reasons. Mm-hmm. You can't use it to add to the style of your program. You can comment over it. You can parody it, but you can't use it for style. So we were doing just fine. I wouldn't mean style like. Like, like yeah, if I just wanted to play this, you know how r- r- radio guys will play songs and then talk over them, right? You know, let them play for 15 seconds and then they'll start talking over. Yeah. You know, like that would be considered a style choice mm. and that would be a violation of copyright. Playing a song to to comment on top of it is perfectly fine. And okay. there, and YouTube, they let you get away with quite a bit, actually. They let you play chunks of it, but you, I don't think there's a rule that says you can play 15 or 30 and then you stop. I just think people are worried about it, so they stop very frequently. But we are commenting on top of it, so. And also, OBS doesn't do anything. <clears throat> yeah, OBS that. wouldn't recognize the song anyway. Uh, it's concerning that it's crashing, though. Yeah, especially since it's not telling me that there's anything wrong either. Um, we have no drop frames. We have, yeah, we have nothing wrong. That is weird. When school isn't a place you have to be, why not go to school where remote learning can be as remote as you